Hello, Marketeers. Welcome to another episode of AEC Marketeer Podcast, exploring AEC marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Keelan Cox, and I'll be exploring marketing trends and answering your most pressing questions to help you thrive as an AEC Marketeer. All right, Marketeers, welcome to another episode of AEC Marketeer Podcast. This week, it's actually just going to be me, and I'm going to go over simplifying thought leadership. It was a workshop that I gave at SMPS PRC this last week, and this episode is going to be sort of like a condensed version of it. So if you were at my session, then This is a reminder, a refresher, if you will. And if you weren't at my session and have questions on this afterwards, I can answer them. So without further ado, we're going to dive into how to simplify thought leadership. So the background story to this session is, it was about, I want to say three or four years ago, before I started this podcast, I had a requirement that I had to put out a number of thought leadership articles every quarter, let's say. And it always felt like such a daunting task to me. It felt like I don't have time for this. I don't know what I'm doing. And then I noticed as I was getting into the podcast and learning how to interview people and talk to people, everything became so much easier with thought leadership generation because I started to approach these conversations as interviews and I started understanding that everyone, no matter who you are, is just a really interesting person. So there's always something, some story that you can tell about whoever you're around. So that was what gave me the idea for this session. And before we really dig in, I want to clarify what I feel thought leadership is, which is, I feel like thought leadership is about sharing either research or inspirational content that will help your reader. I found a great definition. It's thought leadership is all about sharing inspirational research-driven content that drives change and creates educational value. And the main thing I really liked about this definition is that it didn't sort of slot thought leadership into like a subject matter expert territory because I think a lot of my favorite thought leadership articles have actually come from people who aren't very far along in their career. Maybe they're early in their career or quote-unquote midway through their career and they just have so much passion and have a lot to share. That's not to say that you're upper level management and your subject matter experts don't have a lot to share. It's just that thought leadership shouldn't be seen as exclusive to them. And it shouldn't really be seen as exclusive to the quote unquote technical people you work with. I know plenty of marketers that are excellent thought leaders. And I also hate that the thought leadership at big AEC firms is mainly focused on you know, your architects, your engineers, your general contractors, when I do think marketing, BD, communications, we also have a lot to contribute to those thought leadership pieces. So 
I'm just going to preface that by saying, you know, thought leadership isn't only for your upper echelons of your company. So one of the things that I went over with the group is how to listen. And it's a really difficult skill that has taken me a long time and I'm nowhere close to mastering it. But what I've learned is that the golden rule with listening is listening to understand and not to respond. As a podcaster, you can imagine where I get that. I, in my first few episodes, had to remind myself constantly, like, shut up, Keelan, and just let your guest talk, right? Like, I'm, I'm not listening to figure out what to say back. I'm listening to just really take in what my guest is saying. So the next bit of Listening 101 is ask questions that are relevant to your subject. This is why I have discovery calls ahead of my conversations with people, because I want to make sure that the questions I'm asking really hit the mark. And then avoid redirecting the conversation to yourself. I know that in almost every single social interaction or networking event that I'm in, someone always manages to ask a question and then just redirect the entire conversation back to themselves. And it's like, okay, well, why did you even ask me these questions? Why are you even talking to me? You just want to talk about yourself. One of the other things that is good to avoid is asking questions that are lead-ins for yourself. And what does that look like? That's like, the, the example that I gave is like, hey, have you ever been to Chile knowing that I have? It's like, oh, oh, you haven't? Well, I have. That sort of thing, Quite lead-in questions. Again, it's just the boomerang effect that you want to avoid when you're being a good listener. Next thing is that everyone has a story. We touched on this earlier, but everyone in your company has a story to tell. Now, it might not be, you know, business specific, but it, at the end of the day, we all just want to relate to each other. We like personal content, and you can be in a room with 40 people, and every single one of them will have something interesting if you're willing to give them the time if you're willing to listen to them and then ask good, relevant questions. So as we're applying this to thought leadership, my first tip is to create a roster. And that looks like making a list of your potential thought leaders and their corresponding areas of expertise and the topics that you think might be interesting to them. So this is literally just a table name, area of expertise, topic, again, that you think would be relevant. And then after you have that list, go to that person and say, hey, I think you're an expert in this area. This topic seems to be up your alley. Is this something that you'd want to talk about? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Maybe they give you a better idea. But I would suggest, you know, making your roster for whatever metrics you're trying to hit. So if you have to do two thought leadership articles a quarter, then peg your top two and name your next two. So you always have a little bit of anticipation, or you could just do it for the entire year and knock it all out in one go. Next is do some digging on your thought leader. So this doesn't have to be a long time. Just take five, 10 minutes and find out as much about your thought leader as possible. 
So what does that look like? That means review existing content, right? You can look through your own existing content as well as your competition's content if you're just trying to get context on a certain issue. But great places to look are podcasts. Like, of course, I would list that first. But our our guests of, of this podcast could easily turn one of my episodes into a thought leadership piece for themselves. There's loads of industry podcasts that are relevant for architects and engineers. And if your SME or your thought leader has been on a podcast, just transcribe it or listen to it and grab the main points. Other good places is existing blog posts that either you or your competition already have, articles, LinkedIn posts are a great place to look, especially if your thought leader is a bit more active on LinkedIn. You can see what their interests are and figure out how to tie, you know, maybe an unrelated interest back to a project you're pre-positioning for or just, you know, a, a general thought leadership article. Past proposal work is also a really excellent place to look to see what your thought leader is really good at. So that can be like the approach that can be even in a cover letter. It could be the scope of work. So you know the scope that your thought leader works with. Past projects are a great spot to look because that's what they've, you know, already done. That's what they have experience in. And then along those lines, resumes are another really, really great spot to look for context and clues as to what your thought leader might be interested in talking about or ways that you could just adapt existing content to support a new thought leadership article. So I gave a few examples in the session, but basically it comes down to just thoughtfully reading through this existing content and saying, hey, we only really touched on this theme or this topic can we dig further into this? So, you know, reposting a video from a podcast interview, turning it into LinkedIn post, and that could be your thought leadership. Or you could take a LinkedIn post and say, oh, hey, that was really interesting that you mentioned skiing. How do you think skiing and, you know, your career in AEC align? You know, it might be a leap, but it might not be. And the worst you can do is, is ask and just show that you've actually done your, your digging and your background checks. So project descriptions, as I mentioned, are another great place to look, especially if you have a section that's something like project relevancy or added value or benefit to the client. One example that I used is there was an added value statement that said, our work has helped the city manage their basin and evaluate future multi-municipality water projects. And I would say, okay, well, how do other cities know if some of their projects could be potential future multi-municipality water supply projects? That would be a great article. And you've got the person because you've got the team members who worked on that project, hopefully, listed. Another one, that I pulled from a resume project was a little clip that said, the team developed near 100 potential concepts for improving the value of this project with five major themes. And I looked at that and I'm like, wow, this is a value engineering project. How do you know if your project needs to be value engineered? Like as a client, how do you know? 
that would be an incredible article. And you've got a subject matter expert at your firm that has clearly done a lot of this work. So that could be an awesome article, a thought leadership piece that could be adapted into a blog, into a LinkedIn post. You could have a video. You could find a podcast for that person to be featured on. So if you're going to do this, I would just set aside anywhere from like five to 15 minutes to just figure out what exists out there, right? You can have a document together. You can collect links. If it's a podcast episode, you know, obviously it might be longer because you will probably actually have to listen to it. And if it's articles, you'll probably actually have to read them. But the actual digging bit, you can condense to like the five to 15 minute range. And then gathering your own information. Now, the exercise that I had participants do was 15 minutes to interview your thought leader. And this is after you've done your digging on them. You've sort of figured out what's out there, figured out what they've already done. And now you have 15 minutes to interview your thought leader and get as much information about them as you possibly can. And when you do this, the best way to get information from your thought leader is come up with the the questions and ask them is to make sure that you're sort of catering to their communication style. I prefer to get on the phone with someone and I think that's the best way to gather content, but maybe they need the questions ahead of time. If you know that about them, then you're probably going to have a much more productive interview. So good conversation questions. They can sound like, hey, could you tell me more about XYZ? Or I heard you say this in one of our meetings. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Could you elaborate? Other questions that I really like using, and I'm sure if you're a listener of this podcast, you've probably heard me use some of these questions. What are you most passionate about right now? Right? Like you could be known for something, but, you know, something else is really piquing your interest. What, what is that? What are you most passionate about at the moment? Because that's going to be where your best content lies. What's your favorite type of project to work on? Even us as marketers, we can answer that. You know, some of us have a preference for design build. Some of us have a preference for transportation projects. We all have our favorites, as do your, you know, quote unquote, again, technical professionals. So this is a great question to ask them. And then you can sort of work backwards and dig on that type of project, learn about it, and come up with questions, you know, that are relevant there. Is there anything you're learning about right now that you really are interested in? That's another great place to start. And then my last one is, what's the best book you've read recently? Now, there's a reason I say recently, right, and not what's the last book you've read, because chances are, you know, If you're reading a book and you don't like it, you're not really going to want to talk about it or, you you know, the last book you read, it wasn't really your jam, but you sort of open it up by saying recently and recently can be, you know, one year, five years, whatever, however you read or what's the most interesting thing you've seen lately, that sort of thing. So those are good conversation starter questions. Again, good ways to get info, check their preferred communication styles, right? So Again, when we're actually doing the interview, I think it's best to get on the phone with someone because you're going to get more out of them. But knowing if they prefer email, if they prefer chat, 
if you need to text with them to find out more information. Do your research, again, like we talked about before you prepare your questions, so you're not asking them about their work history when that's already up on LinkedIn. And then get on the phone and record the call. Now, this is really, really key. And the reason I say record the call, you can be the best note taker and there will be something that you just miss, right? And so if you have a person that is a bit uncomfortable with being recorded, you can just say, hey, do you mind if I record this call in case I miss something? I forget to jot something down. I just want to be able to go back and listen to it myself, right? And then when the article's out, we can trash it. And then follow up with notes and thoughts via whatever their preferred written communication is, but I would make sure that this bit is written down and that you give it a beat before you send this. So if I was trying to, you know, figure out questions or figure out content, I, I would maybe wait a day just to sort of give myself time to process, but then also, you know, we're all processing when we get off of conversations, phone calls. If we walk away from someone, we're sort of processing that experience. And that's where the the whole thing of like, oh, I should have said this comes into play. If you send those notes right after the conversation, it's sort of like, yeah, that's fresh in my head and I'm still processing. But if you give it a second and you get to think and then you type up everything then they may have something to add by the time, you know, you get those notes over to them and you'll probably have a better piece or more information to work with. Now, the last piece of this simplifying thought leadership puzzle is actually making your marketing materials. So what I would suggest doing is taking maybe like 10 to 15 minutes, looking at the content that you have, right? And brainstorming your most relevant mediums and just doing a really ugly go at two marketing pieces based on the interview that you've just had, the conversations you've just had. So when you're doing this, remember to keep in mind what thought leadership is and it's using someone's leadership to drive change and or create educational value or entertainment. I will add entertainment. So what can this look like? What are your options? You can do a mini blog or a blog article. You could do a video. You could do like a a full-on written company blog. Sound bites are great if your practitioner or whoever your thought leader is is comfortable with that. Quotes. You can always use quotes as pullouts for your proposals. Anywhere else on your website, project information, you can add whatever they're talking about to project information. Again, podcast episodes and other public speaking opportunities are great thought leadership pieces. And LinkedIn posts, like you can create a good three to four pieces of LinkedIn content from a really solid 15-minute interview. I know that's a lot of information to digest. You can listen to this episode as many times as you'd like. But one thing that we closed out with, and it's probably my favorite troubleshooting tool, is called a whoop, right? So all of this sounds great. And especially when 
we're looking at the context of conferences, you know, there's a lot of energy, there's a lot of excitement about bringing new things back to your firm, trying new things. And then you get into the office on Monday and it's like, you're super jazzed, but, you know, everyone else hasn't drank the Kool-Aid. So you're sort of back to normal, right? I mean, hopefully you still have your spark, but that's where WHOOP comes in and it stands for Wish, Outcome, Obstacle, and plan. And so your wish is essentially to create more thought leadership pieces. The outcome is whatever metrics you're being held to or hold yourself to. So that can be, you know, two pieces of thought leadership a quarter. That can be, you know, once a month, however many times a year. That's your desired outcome. And then the real value of the whoop is the obstacle and the plan. So obstacle is what do you think will stand in your way of getting your desired outcome? And some examples we had were, you know, your thought leader leaves the firm. Well, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot you can do about that. Your thought leader doesn't get back to you, you know, with with ideas. Well, that's where some good digging comes in handy because then it shows you've done the work. Things like that. I am a big fan of threes. So I would suggest listing out three obstacles. And then plan is how you will overcome these obstacles. So if you're at your desk or, you know, wherever you are, if you're in your car and you're not next to a notepad, maybe just thinking of three potential obstacles for getting your desired thought leadership outcome. And then your plan to address these three. So three obstacles, three plans, quote unquote, to overcome these obstacles. Now, again, I know this is a lot, but it doesn't have to be as difficult as I think we make it out to be in our heads. In this session, it was a 90-minute session. We had about, I want to say, like 30 to 40 minutes of actual interaction time And the content that people were able to come up with, with complete strangers, was really inspiring. And I just think if we can come up with such incredible, innovative content in 40 minutes, there's nothing that really keeps us from doing the same when we go back and sit at our desks. Again, everyone wants to be listened to. Everyone wants to feel interesting. And as marketers, we really have the power, I'll call it, it's almost a superpower, to really hear people and really listen to them, number one, and then translate their thoughts into communication pieces that really tell a story and speak to a broader audience. Like that is our talent. That is what we bring to our firms. And thought leadership is an awesome way to showcase that skill. So Whenever it feels overwhelming, just peel it back to the basics of like, we're just two people, you know, talking, and I'm really interested in what you have to say and your professional accomplishments and maybe even your personal accomplishments. And this could be a really great piece. So I will leave you with that. I hope that this 
episode is constructive and if you enjoy it, please find a way to let me know. As always, I release episodes every other Wednesday. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please do subscribe. If you could also leave five-star reviews, that would be amazing. It helps me get awesome new guests on. So I would appreciate that very, very much. I do take a look about every week to see if I've got more reviews written or stars or otherwise. Uh, With that said, we will chat soon.